No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalms 11 and 12 where David trusts the Lord even though the foundations are being destroyed. It's a great lesson in how to cope in an ungodly world. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. When we look around and things seem to be going crazy, it's not always easy to know what to do. But it's fortunate that we're not the first to encounter this problem. David encountered the same kind of problem. He had to deal with the same kind of enemies and the same sort of unrighteousness going on around him that often we do. In fact, he probably had it a lot worse than we do. So we can benefit a lot from his Psalms. We continue today in Psalm chapter 11, which begins, In the Lord I put my trust. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? We must each decide in what or in whom we will place our trust. Do we trust the world or the word? Do we trust our friends or do we trust in God? Do we trust the media or do we trust the inner voice of conscience? David had made his resolution. He put his trust in the Lord, but there were those around him who were seeking to incite fear in him. They told him to leave his post and to escape to the mountains. That's the same thing that Nehemiah's supposed friend sought to do to him. And what was Nehemiah's response? I love it. He said, should such a man as I flee? We are told in Proverbs 29, 25, that the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. If we fear God, then we need not fear man. Verse two, for look, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow on the string that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. Who shoots at the righteous anyway? only the wicked. It's not the Lord who condemns them. Romans 8, 1 says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And Romans eight thirty three says, well, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? But David had many around him with their arrows on their bowstrings pointed at David's heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? David had provided a godly foundation for the nation of Israel. He had fought the Lord's battles valiantly. He had brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, and he had organized worship before the Lord. He was a man of great integrity and a man after God's own heart. Godly leaders give a nation a solid foundation. It was true in our nation in the beginning. Our founding fathers were godly men who valued Christianity and the Bible. They trusted in God and upheld biblical morals. They formed a constitution that has outlasted the other constitutions of the world enduring nearly 250 years. 
And they gave our nation a solid foundation on which to base our laws and rule our people with liberty and justice for all. Now, there were people who were telling David to run away, which would have effectively undermined the foundation of Israel. But what are the foundations of our nation today? They are embodied in our Constitution, but they are more than this. Faith, righteousness, liberty, and justice were the foundation stones on which the Constitution was built, and the Constitution cannot survive if it's removed from its foundations. But are we not witnessing the destruction of these foundations today? The Constitution alone is insufficient to govern a people who is godless, immoral, and rebellious. As we watch the foundations of faith, righteousness, liberty, and justice being eroded and even destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's interesting that David asks this rhetorical question, but he doesn't answer it, at least not directly. Verse 4, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. If we are going to effectively cope with crumbling foundations in our society, then we must first remind ourselves that God is in his holy temple sitting on his throne. Hallelujah. And his eyes behold. He sees everything. He hears all the conversations behind closed doors. He knows what's going on behind everything else. He searches the hearts of men. God uses crumbling foundations, believe it or not, to test his righteous ones. When lawlessness abounds, will we remain loyal to the Lord? Or will our love grow cold? Will we succumb to the wickedness around us? I believe God is testing the righteous right now. As Peter tells us, for the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? God tested Job through many afflictions and much suffering, not to condemn him, but to approve and bless him. But the wicked and the one who loves violence, the Lord's soul hates. If we would be righteous, if we would follow after God, then we must love what God loves and hate what he hates. Verse 6, upon the wicked, he will rain coals. Fire and brimstone and a burning wind shall be the portion of their cup. We can take comfort in the fact that wickedness never lasts. It's like your weeds that pop up this season, but they're gone the next season. Oh, it may seem that the wicked are prospering for a while, but that season ends. Be sure your sin will find you out, the Bible declares. Soon the fiery wrath of God will be poured out upon the wicked, upon the godless and the unrighteous, and they will drink from his cup of indignation. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. In a world that's going crazy, 
one thing we can count on is the fact that God still loves righteousness and his countenance beholds the upright. That is, his face is toward those who love him and trust him, who seek to keep his commandments. He is smiling on them with his gracious favor. Psalm 12, help Lord for the godly man ceases for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. As David looked around, he could not see any godly people left in the land. Elijah experienced a similar problem in that he thought he was the only faithful prophet of the Lord left. But God told Elijah that in fact, 7,000 had not bowed the knee to Baal. When we are under spiritual oppression, good news is suppressed. It seems like the devil is so good at magnifying our attention on whatever bad news there may be. And the godly people of the land, well, they are eclipsed. Satan loves to distort our perspective. He loves to appear more powerful than he actually is. Now, true, he is a formidable opponent, but his bark is worse than his bite. For those who are in Christ, the devil's stinger has been removed. They speak idly, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart, they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips. You can tell how David felt about that. And the tongue that speaks proud things, who have said, with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own, who is Lord over us. You know, David was very upset and concerned about the evil speech of people. And I think that that is certainly a pandemic today. People speak without thinking. They flatter to get whatever they want. They say one thing, but they're thinking something else because they're hypocrites. And then they speak proud, boastful things. They cut their neighbor to pieces and don't think anything of it. And then, as David says, with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Oh, really? And Jesus said that we will give an account for every idle word that we speak. By our words we will be acquitted, and by our words we will be judged. The Lord has given us life. He's also given us speech, but we will give an account for it. For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, Now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which he yearns. And I love this because what God sees is he sees the oppression of the poor. Many times the poor think that no one sees their oppression, but that's not true. God sees it. And he hears their sign. Just the sign of a person, the Lord interprets and he responds to it. Of course, we have to be patient, right? Because waiting for the Lord, it doesn't happen right away. But there comes that point when God does arise to bring justice for the poor and for the needy. The words of the Lord are pure. Words like silver tried in the furnace of the earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. Now, you know, as I look around today, I just see there are so many things that we can look at. There's so much in the news. There's so much on the internet. So many people with so many different confusing 
things that they want to tell you. And of course, they have it right. But the problem is, is that they can't all be right. But where can we go and find truth that is absolutely pure? Well, from the Word of God. That's exactly what it says here, that God's Word is like silver that's been tried in the furnace. The dross has been scooped up. The dross of lies have been taken out, and it's been purified seven times. You can count upon the Word of God as being pure truth. It is the standard by which we can measure everything else. And God will preserve His words for every generation. That's the beautiful thing. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. God will make sure that his word is fulfilled exactly as he said it. The wicked prowl on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. Would you like an example of that? Just look at what comes out of Hollywood. Sexual immorality, greed, violence, revenge. You name it, lies, adultery, any wicked thing of man is what people pay money to go see and experience on the screen. The vileness of man is exalted among people. It's a grave concern. It was in David's day and it is on our day. When the righteous foundations are destroyed, what can we do? Well, we can trust in the Lord and we can wait for his salvation. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalms 13 and 14, where David grieves over his enemy but prays for God's enlightenment. He also considers man's depravity and God's salvation. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.